Hello, welcome to the 16th episode of Criminal Profiling. Today we're going to look into the life and extraordinary crimes of geophysicist Matthew Falder. Born into an affluent family, Matthew grew up in Nutsford, Cheshire, attended the University of Cambridge, specializing in seismic oceanography, earning his master's and doctoral degree. At the time of his arrest in 2017, he was working as a postdoctoral researcher and lecturer in geophysics at the University of Birmingham. Matthew was well-liked by his peer group who described him as extroverted, funny, and larger than life. He was the life of the party for many years. He grew up with a loving family and friends. He liked dinosaurs, baking, table tennis, 3D printing featuring selfies, and crossword puzzles. However, unbeknownst to his peer group or family, Matthew had a dark side, a very dark side. Using only the internet, Matthew was collecting victims around the world, girls, women, boys and men, and through blackmailing methods, forcing them to engage in acts so heinous, he would later be considered to be one of the most prolific pedophiles in UK history. Matthew would also secretly film university housemates by placing hidden cameras in the bathroom. We can therefore add voyeurism to the list. Using the dark net and posting on Hurtcore, Matthew forced victims to engage in various acts and to commit various degrading acts or crimes which he would post on the dark web, such as licking a toilet seat or a used tampon, raping a four-year-old child, there would be other rapes as well, taking nude pictures of themselves in various compromising positions, including children, eating feces or dog food. The demands would escalate and included rape, possibly murder. There were suicides because of what he did, three or four or even more of them. There was sadism, torture, pedophilia, humiliation, degradation. Some of the crimes that he pled guilty to included arranging or facilitating the, ex, uh, the sexual exploitation of a child, one count. There were 12 counts of blackmail, four counts of conspiracy to commit blackmail. There were two counts of blackmail, encouraging or assisting an offense of blackmail, believing it, it will be committed. Three counts of causing or inciting a child to engage in sexual activity. 20 counts of causing or inciting the sexual exploitation of a child. Two counts of a conspiracy to distribute indecent images of a child, 12 counts of distributing indecent images of children, 6 counts of encouraging or assisting the commission of offenses of taking, making, or distributing indecent images, 1 count of forced or compulsory labor, 23 counts of fraud by representation, 1 count of intentionally encouraging or assisting an offense of blackmail, one count of intentionally encouraging or assisting an offense of child exploitation. Three counts of intentionally encouraging or assisting an offense of rape. One count of intentionally encouraging or assisting an offense of sexual activity with a child family member. Two counts of a conspiracy to make indecent images of a child. Seven counts of making indecent images of children. Five counts of malicious communication. Three counts of participating in the activities of an organized crime group. Two counts of possession of a pedophile manual. One count of a possession of extreme pornography. One count of possession of indecent images of children. Two counts of possession of indecent images with a view to their distribution. One count of publishing an advertisement about distribution of indecent images. 
three counts of publishing an obscene article. Forty-six victims would be included in the trial, though the actual number of victims is likely over 300. Matthew would also teach dark web groups how to engage in similar crimes and not get caught. It would take four years to catch Matthew and involve the conjoined efforts of the National Crime Agency, the GCHQ, U.S. Homeland Security, Australian Federal Police, New Zealand Police, and the Israel Police. Matthew often posed as Liz, a young female, to assist in gaining the trust of girls and women, boys and men. Some victims were found on sites where employment was sought, such as babysitters or dog walkers. Posing as a sketch artist, Liz would convince his prey to send him nudes so that he could uh, purportedly use to do sketches. Once the nudes were obtained, Matthew immediately did a 180, and the blackmailing and abuse would commence. Matthew was found guilty and sentenced to 32 years in prison, a term which was, upon appeal, reduced to 25 years. Matthew was originally charged with 188 offenses, but pled guilty to 137, involving 46 complainants. So that concludes our bio of Matthew Falder. We're going to come back to who Matthew Falder is and all the different aspects of his life and take a look at it because um, it is an interesting chart and a complex one. And sometimes when you have a really intellectual person, a complex person like this, the charts are actually easier to read than were he the opposite and very unintellectual and scattered because those charts are just that, scattered all over the place. And they can be very hard to um, work with in some cases. So let's begin by assuming we know nothing about Matthew Falder. He is just one of many suspects on the table, and we're trying to eliminate suspects. In order to do this, you need to create a word list that describe things you need to see reflected in the chart 100%. You always begin with those words that have to be there. So in this case, one of the words I pulled out right away was the word deception, because there is a ton of deception involved in the M.O. of this offender. Also, blackmail is an outstanding crime with this individual. So if we are going to use deception, we stop for a moment. We say, is this the right type of deception we're looking for? Because even though Neptune is the ruling planet for the word deception, deception can come from other areas depending on the nature of the deception. For example, take um, a car salesman who's trying to sell a hunk of junk to a potential buyer. So he may use energized enthusiasm and build up the um, positive aspects of the car and keep the person all worked up on these positives, leaving out any of the negatives of the car and thereby make the sale. He has deceived the person through positive means that did not uh, require Neptunian elements. In this case, I'm going to employ Neptune specifically for a variety of reasons. And mainly it's because um, the whole platform of this offender is Neptunian in nature. He's using multiple different names uh, to deceive uh, authorities from capturing him. He's taking on the personality of impersonating a young girl named Liz, etc., etc. He's also employing the nap that Neptunian imagination. He's coercing victims into licking toilet seats or used tampons or eating dog food or feces. Some people may be wondering why I'm not employing Scorpio at this point, and that's for a variety of reasons too. Uh, one, Scorpio doesn't really deal with fraud and stuff like that or in impersonations the way this person is doing. It's more Neptunian in nature. And sure, while Scorpio can go to deeper depths of degradation, 
We didn't see any mutilation, any request to mutilate anyone, or to send body parts to the mail to anyone, things like that. Scorpio goes to extremes. That is not to say that Scorpio won't play a role in this, but it doesn't um, cover the areas I need it to cover, and that is the areas of the Neptunian nature, the playfulness, the deceptiveness, the impersonations, etc., etc. This will also apply to the word blackmail. P many people will turn to Scorpio when it comes to that word blackmail, because blackmail often in, uh, involves coercing people out of their money, other people's money, and Scorpio rules other people's money. But blackmail is actually ruled by Neptune, which is the ruling planet of Pisces, so you can look there, Pisces being the 12th sign, you can also use the 12th house. In our case, we're not using any houses because we don't have a time of birth. Our offender didn't really display these scorpion energies. He didn't try to coerce anyone out of their money. He wasn't concerned with other people's money. He also didn't uh, try to get any of his victims to murder any of their victims, which would have been more Scorpio in nature. And of course, even if he did, that would be a separate thing. We'd still be looking for Neptune because of the deceptive qualities that this individual is displaying is purely Neptune. So on that note, do we have what we're looking for? We're hoping for something to do with Neptune to be very outstanding or at the very least, something to do with the uh, sign that Neptune rules, which would be Pisces. Unfortunately, if it's got the 12th house involved, we won't know because we don't know the houses. Looking at the chart, we find Neptune is outstanding in a big way. We get Mercury in Libra, square Neptune in Capricorn. This is also the only major aspect we can go by, because Mercury opposite the moon may not be in effect because we don't know the time of birth. Our offender is very disciplined and cautious. And we can note here that with Neptune in Capricorn, Capricorn is an earth sign, it's a cardinal sign, and this employs that cautiousness and discipline that we're looking for. What is so significant about this aspect is that it involves Mercury. Our offender is a completely hands-off offender and works purely by the power of word, which is ruled by Mercury. As an aside, you may also note that Mercury is in Libra, Libra rules law, Mercury square Neptune, he's deceiving law enforcement, believes he's beyond uh, law enforcement and they can't catch him because of his uh, amazing deceptive abilities. We can also take note here that our offender was social. He reached out to other criminal organizations and taught them ways of deceiving not only law enforcement, but victims. So this can be reflected in this particular chart with Mercury, the communicator, in Libra, ruling law enforcement or criminal organization, anti-law, and Mercury square Neptune is, of course, deception. I am not completely sure if the offender is taking a lead or boss role in any of this, so I don't want to focus on the fact that Neptune is in Capricorn too much as I could lead myself astray. This could simply be reflective of someone who supplies information to a powerful organization or the leader of a large organization. So we wanted to see someone with an outstanding Neptune for deception and blackmail, and we got that in spades. We can now move on to the next word. A lot of listeners will be expecting pedophilia to be one of the 100% words, but it's actually going to be a tentative word. And the reason is because pedophilia isn't the uh, primary focus of the offender. The offender involved all kinds of age groups, not just children. He involved women, and he involved men, and he involved crimes that had nothing to do with children. So we'll need to come back to that word later. Right now, for another 100% word that I want to look up is the word sadism. Not only did this offender uh, employ deception to a huge degree, he also employed sadism. This offender isn't out to uh, extort money. He isn't out to murder. He's out to degrade and humiliate. He's out to really hurt people. He is a sadist through and through. 
And the effects of his sadism can be seen by the fact that at least three to four victims committed suicide. This offender coerces his victims to perform utterly sadistic acts, not only on themselves, but on children. The word sadism is ruled by Saturn. For those who have the word cruelty in their mind right now, you can apply that to uh, Saturn also and to sadism. Uh, he's a cruel and sadistic. So what we need to see in the chart is an afflicted Saturn, either Saturn square opposition or in conjunct another planet or Saturn conjunct a planet that is inharmonious with it. Looking at the chart, we get Venus square Saturn, Mars square Saturn, and I would generally include Saturn conjunct Uranus because uh, both planets are quite strong and the conjunction between them would be very powerful uh, for good or ill. Matthew's chart contains a double T-square. I might as well mention that now because Saturn is part of that T-square. Um, the T-square is composed of Venus opposite Mars, and both of those planets are squared to both Saturn and Uranus. And both Saturn and Uranus themselves are in conjunct aspect, so it sort of forms a double T-square. Quite strong. We'll take this one up on the next episode when we get more into the life of Matthew. Right now, we just want to uh, eliminate suspects. In actual practice, this process could be very swift. For instance, we already have a few words that we can separate suspects with. We can already say, separate all those suspects who have an afflicted Neptune for deception. Or for sadism, separate all those suspects who have an afflicted Saturn. You would only begin separating suspects when you have ideally three or more words that are 100%. In our case, we have three words. We have deception, blackmail, and sadism. Although the offender appears to be very good with um, computers, that's really not what the uh, crimes are about. And computers may not be a big focus in this individual's life. It may just be a means to an end. So I wouldn't put that as one of my 100%. I would use it as a tentative. In regards to uh, voyeurism, I would use that also as a tentative, uh, mainly because it may be used, uh, filming people, may be used simply as a means to carry out uh, the intent, which is to uh, humiliate control. And speaking of control, control was a large part of the MO of the offender. So we can add this word to our list of words that we can separate suspects with. The word control or controlling is ruled by Capricorn, Scorpio, Aries, their corresponding houses, uh, as well as the planets uh, Saturn, Pluto, Mars, so if you're going to use the word control, you would need to know what type of control to apply to the um, appropriate sign, house, or planet mentioned. In this particular case, I would focus on uh, Capricorn, Saturn, 10th house, uh, because there's no physicality. And some people may be wondering about his physicality, because he does have Venus opposite Mars, Mars square Uranus. It looks like he wants to take action. Why is he so hands-off in these crimes? And this can be reflected in a number of ways. Um, uh, one of the major ways is that Mars, his aggression, his actions, is in Pisces, um, which is the least aggressive of all the signs. So it pulls back on that. But also, it, Pisces is the one sign that works behind the scenes, under the radar. So things that are hidden. And he prefers to remain very hidden. And that is Mars in Pisces. And Pisces is part of that T-square. And it's not the outlet for the T-square, because it's Venus opposite Mars, and those two planets are square Saturn and Uranus. Saturn and Uranus are actually the planets for the outlet for Mars. 
There are, of course, many other factors, such as Mars square Saturn helps to uh, maintain control. Mars sextile Jupiter. The Sun sextile Saturn. The, all of these elements put together help to maintain control. Were this an actual case, we would stop at this point because we've got four words now that we can use to separate suspects. We have deception and blackmail, sadism and control. Of course, these four words only involve two planets, really. Deception and blackmail involve Neptune, sadism and control, Saturn. Were this an actual case, we could stop for a moment at this point and say, let's separate some suspects. We've got four words we can use, which is a good number. We have deception and blackmail, sadism and control. Although you'll note that there's only two planets that are involved in these four words. For deception and blackmail, we've got Neptune. For sadism and control, we've got Saturn. We would also look for problems within the signs ruled by those planets, right? So when we're separating suspects, we would ask that all suspects with an afflicted Neptune or Saturn be separated, but also those with afflictions within, say, Pisces for Neptune and Capricorn for Saturn. I would also ask for the 12th house, which is ruled by Pisces, and not worry so much about the 10th house ruled by Capricorn, because the 10th house is really focused on vocations and stuff, and not something that we're really concerned about. So the criteria in this case is actually five. Neptune, Saturn, Pisces, Capricorn, and 12th house. Once this process is complete, we could quickly sift through the signs and houses we included with those planets, in this case, Pisces and Capricorn and the 12th house, to look at the afflictions that were pulled out to see if they related to the deception, blackmail, sadism, or control we were looking for, and eliminate those uh, based on whether or not they actually relate to that or not. Once this process is complete, we hand over whatever charts we have left to law enforcement, and hopefully we've narrowed down the list enough that they can work with that, or they may ask if we can try to narrow it a little bit more. If they need us to narrow the list of potential suspects even more, it gets a little trickier for us because we have to go back to our individual and look at our key words that we've pulled out, and we have to go to our tentatives rather than our 100%. If they do want you to uh, narrow the list a little bit more, you would probably want to go through what information the police have collected in the meantime, if there's any new information that has come to light where you could get another 100% word out of it. Because you really want to avoid using tentatives whenever possible. They just aren't trustworthy when separating suspects with them. Some listeners might be thinking, why not go after Mercury? This mind can't be perfectly normal. There must be something devious about this guy's thinking patterns. And they may well be right, but I've seen many cases where a person is completely devious and his actions and everything make, you, uh, make it appear that he's got a really warped mind. When you do their chart, the mind is perfectly fine, and it's actually other parts of the chart that give that impression. So it still has to remain a tentative. I would definitely not use pedophilia as uh, one of the tentatives to look into. It's too difficult to see in a chart. This person may not be a pedophile because he, he appears to be more involved with torture and cruelty. And to torture a child, it doesn't get any more cruel than that. So that's maybe why the focus there, I don't know. For myself, I would probably choose computers or voyeurism, uh, more likely computers, and then try to sift through those and see what I got. And that's only because he is so good on computers and does teach others methods of avoiding de detection and whatnot. That concludes this episode. Next episode, we're going to get right into the life of Matthew Falder, the whole works, and he's got a very interesting chart, so we'll see you then.